Welcome to Women Talk Construction Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest on our podcast, but before we say who, for those of you new, we publish a new episode every Monday. If you are new to the community, please sign up and check out our great resources on our forum at breakingbarriersforum.com. Introduce yourself and start engaging with our community. And so I want to get us started and introduce to you Keith Williams. He is a tech entrepreneur who founded Skill Stadium, an online platform that connects employers with skilled trade professionals leveraging video to ensure a good match. He also does a a lot of volunteering um, throughout his community. A couple of the organizations are Junior Achievement and um, Tech Impact. And he he actually comes from the tech industry into um, our world of construction, which we greatly appreciate. Um, the other thing too is he has 131 episodes released out there. Yeah. Um, so he's a podcaster too, and hopefully everyone has been out there and checked out his really cool website, Skill Stadium. I did, and I I, I loved how he brought in the videos of employers so that. He shares that he wants to connect the right people with the right company. And that's so incredibly important. Yes. Right, Christy? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to get us started with the questions, Keith. And of course, this is going to help our listeners kind of find out more about you and why you did this is what what inspired you to create this amazing online platform in construct for, I guess, for the skilled trades, really. Right? Yes. Well, Angela and Christy, thank you for having me on the show. I'm really hey, excited. Keith. How are you? <laughs> I started it because I felt that there's a better way to get, match employers and job seekers, particularly younger employers who don't have as much experience. If we just look at a paper resume, it's not indicative of what that young person can do, somebody who doesn't have as much experience. So we are now possibly creating great opportunities for somebody who might have been overlooked, who doesn't have hmm. the experience. On the other hand, people who do have experience, video brings out their personality. So now you're getting a better yes. feel for how will this person fit into culture of my company. It speeds up the process and it helps make a better match for both people. And I had the opportunity to talk to people on both sides and they felt that this would be a, a positive thing for them in terms of their employment search. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I agree. He has like, I think some of the employers that you have on there are like welders, electricians, right? a number of them. They're great videos. So are there certain categories that you do provide uh, over others in the field? So I try and focus on plumbing, electrical and HVAC. Those are kind of the bread and butter. Then I put other professions like welding, carpentry on there, but I'm trying to focus on mainly on the plumbing. because I feel like those are MEP. Yes. Those are like foundation. Those are the foundation of, of careers and jobs Mm -hmm. where people Mm -hmm. are looking. It's a little bit. more. Yeah. I just wondered if you, what you thought about the carpentry aspect, a lot of people are doing that right now as well. Well, for me, I thought for the carpentry, I really felt like video really comes in handy for carpentry because that is something that you're judged on. First of all, there's so many different areas of carpentry from what I've learned. You can be doing carpentry in construction. 
you could be doing carpentry for, uh, for example, building furniture. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed a young woman in Ontario who has a carpentry business. And, and I actually connected with her on um, TikTok. And she, she uses the videos to showcase her work. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. That's so powerful. And so I, you know, I'm an outsider in the skilled trade. So right. that, I said, wow, that's, she's on to something. So it reinforced. And I always ask people, how, you know, how do you use video? How will this video help you? So I'm always trying to learn mm-hmm. because you said, I'm an outsider. I didn't work in skilled trades. And so, yes, I do feel like video is advantageous for people who are in the carpentry industry who are judged by the work yeah. Not like you can write down. You can do a paper resume about how great a carpenter you are. Yeah. Show us. Yeah. Skilled Trades Alliance exists to engage, educate, equip, encourage, and empower a sustainable construction skilled trades workforce. We aim to advance the culture landscape, to drive respect to the skilled trades professionals, and to unify and strengthen skilled trades workforce development initiatives. Their vision is to create a unified and respected culture within the construction industry, where industry professionals have the same pride in their careers as they do with their work. Thank you for what you do for our community, Skilled Trades Alliance. So uh, in that regard, how do you build the partnerships with the schools and the community organizations and other groups to get the young people engaged and encouraged to, to join the skilled trades? Sure. So that is 10% of the work I do is what I call get back, pay it forward. Mm. Wow, I like what that. I do is I reach out to the schools and I say, hey, look, particularly schools that have, um, they have a CTA career technical uh, department. So they're already schools that are going to be more open to it. So, mm-hmm. okay. hey, you know, when you have a career day, I'm happy to come in and talk. Uh, I, you know, during the pandemic, we did a lot of stuff that was virtual online. Mm-hmm. And what happened is I, I did, there are two things I did. I did a podcast, I did the day in the life interviews. I said, if you want to learn about a profession, you should go listen to or speak to the people who are actually doing the work. So I do these short day in the life videos and they're on my website. And I'd interview people who work in the profession. It'd be just typical questions. Walk us through a day in the life of what you do. What do you make? Why did you do this job? Things that people would naturally ask them, like mm-hmm. young people in the career. Boom, put it on the video. So now when I go into career day, because people are like, wait a minute, you don't work in trades. Yeah, but these people who I've interviewed do. Mm-hmm. And you want to listen to them. And especially if they're in your community, they're now giving you real world advice on what it takes to be successful. There's no, there's no better advice uh, to get on a job than from somebody who's doing it you'd be right. crazy you know if you want to be a doctor and you have an opportunity to talk to a doctor who else is going to give you better advice right if you want to be a carpenter you talk to a carpenter you want to be a plumber you talk to a plumber right so yeah those videos are powerful and i interview people i interview women I interview young men i interview old men I interview minorities I interview white people and every different background so now you're getting a different perspective. A 20-year-old carpenter who's a woman might have a different perspective than a 50-year-old. Yes. yes. She's going to give you a, just a, I'm, I've done enough. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has their own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
And yes. so I'm very conscious when I reach out to those folks because it's a different story. Just like when I interview a business owner who's well-established and he's telling me about, you know, the challenges he's having, what he's going through, I might pull him back and say, well, talk to me when you first started. Mm. Okay, now it's a different perspective, right? So yeah. I make sure I'm very diverse in the people that I'm reaching out to. But like I said, for the school, sorry, I got one real off topic. That's okay. Just reach out to the schools and I say, hey, here's the information I have. I'm happy to come in and talk. And then I guide them to the to the uh, YouTube channel and the videos. Yeah. I say, that's the best advice you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them about, like, so they, if they're professional associations and organizations, I tell them, go check out those organizations. What I'm doing is I'm doing the research for them. And I'm putting right. place. Right. So you don't have to be like, oh, where do I go? What do I do? Start here. So, Keith, that's kind of what we're doing, isn't it, Angela? It is, but I want to ask, so can the Career Center students go on your website? And because I noticed where you can also, you know, look for a job on your website, right? So can they go on your website because some of them are younger than, you know, like we're an electrician and we can only hire a certain age because of where we go into the manufacturing facilities. But can these students go on your platform and look at jobs and potentially look for like an internship or something or? We don't really have the internships. Okay. We're still working on getting jobs on the site. We're still working on building the site up and getting more users. So it's a balance right now. Well, then you need more users. People need to sign up more, right? Yes, absolutely. That's why we're doing this. Yes. The other thing (laughs) is we do give, what I recommend to students is that they use it as a research tool first. Okay. Right. You want to be able to have an idea of what you're applying for, because if you're applying for a job, you have, first of all, you have to have the skill sets to apply for the job. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. One of the things that we do on that, we make the job application a one pager. This is when they create their profile and we ask questions like, what's your ideal company culture? Uh, How far do you want to commute? Right. And that, that's part of the matchup because it's very important. It's very important. Yeah. cities are spread out if you're on one part of town that could be a problem and you need to know you know here's where i'm looking and so i think it helps young people and even the employer to make sure that this is a good match because if you have a i don't know a 60 mile commute that might not be Mm -hmm. not be ideal for you you know and if you're somebody who um doesn't want to get up early and they're starting the job at 70 60 mile commute well, that, that could be a problem, but it's better to find that out up front. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I do the platform, I ask them, like, ask some questions that are relevant because I've talked to a lot of young people and they don't like long applications. So I made the application one page. Allowed them to use a video, right? 30 second elevator pitch. Who are you? What makes you good at what you do? Why should people hire you? You're going to have to do that in the job. Again. Right. Anybody who's... It's not a lot of work to do that. Everybody has a smartphone. Everybody's got a video on their phone. This is not foreign. This is not new. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yeah. If you, you know, my mindset on this is if you can't say who you are, what you do, what makes you good at a job, you will never, you won't get the job. They're not going to, they're just not going to hire you. Because <laughs> it's a very basic thing that you have to answer. Yes. And yeah. you have the opportunity of you doing a 60 second video, show us the work you're doing. So now you can be creative and say, okay, I don't have a lot of experience, but here's how I would do this job, or here's what I know how to do. Mm-hmm. This employer might look at that and say, you know what? 
I could do that. I could, I could bring, I could work with that person rather than if they just sent in a paper application. Now we see human. So oh, that's yeah. That's why that that the human big, connection is back. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, and, I love and, it. And this generation is very comfortable doing videos. There's no one who can sit mm-hmm. there ever. Mike can teach me a little bit, but but well, yeah, they're not they're not necessarily comfortable with human interaction though. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're right about that. They're probably more comfortable making videos. But I mean, my daughter is 12 and she makes videos all the time. You know, but I, I don't know. I don't think she'd ace an interview for a job. Well, <laughs> yeah. she's very comfortable doing videos, and that's no different from any other young person in her age group yeah. and older. And we do need to be reaching that age group. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. we do. And they, that yeah. age group is very engaged online. So, like I said, the videos are on YouTube, and I think also. Again, I think if you, most people, when they do research, they don't want to go to 10 different places. So mm-hmm. all date the information, give them the information they want to know. Like, so I, I tell them, you know, when I interview people, tell me the salary they're going to get when they're just getting started. Don't tell me about now you've done it 10 years. Nobody's going to, they're not going to relate to that because you work. Yeah. Tell me what you got when you just got started. Tell me what they can expect today when they go through the program. Day one, what are they going to make? Oh, they're gonna make that, that, that. and I was, yeah. and here's the thing: when I interview people, I tell them, "Here's your target audience. Here's who we're trying to help." So now you know why I'm asking these questions. It also helps me to determine whether this person, I, I, I want to see if matters. Do they get it? I always have a thing: do you get it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to me, we're you know this interview, what we're doing with the podcast, we're we're trying to help this younger generation, mm-hmm. and just give them some guidance, right? Got it. So the and know that they have options. Based on that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. So um, one of the things that I have to ask you is sure. make sure you put your information on breakingbarriersforum.com. We'll do. Um, we would love for all of our listeners to be able to go there, find the information that you're talking about today, because it sounds like it's something the MEP world really, really needs right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure and put it on that forum so that every, all of our listeners know how to get to you and how to find the app. I will do that for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brian Knox with B Knox Photography. Brian's a commercial photographer based in Greenville. He specializes in photographing people hard at work, particularly in skilled trades like construction, auto mechanics, and tree care. Brian's mission is to take photos that demonstrate the dignity of hard work. His favorite things to photograph are construction projects, heavy equipment, and everyday heroes doing their job in work boots and hard hats. Thank you, Beanox Photography, for supporting Women Talk Construction, Women in Construction, and for supporting Women Confidence Builders at our events. This is a great segue into my next question. We love to ask our guests, you know, what are the long-term benefits of building a more diverse and inclusive workforce in the world of construction? How do you see that playing out with your platform you've created? That's a great question. Good question. Uh, good question. I, I'll tell you, when I first started, I didn't even understand anything about inclusivity and diversity 
until I started talking, because I'm an outsider coming in. And I started, I knew that if I started talking about that right away, just looking at the people I was seeing, I knew there would be pushback. I was having a hard enough time just getting people to enter, you know, to to uh, be on guests on my podcast or to do day in the life interviews because I'm an outsider. Mm-hmm. As I started interviewing more people and establishing myself and learning from women and minorities that, hey, the playing field is not level because they're telling me their real world experiences. Mm-hmm. I said, right, let's talk about that. Now I'm going to start pushing for that. I've established myself now. So I also know that that's part of my value. So if you're not going to deal with me because that, then I already know where you stand. And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, and, and as I get old, you know, when you're doing right, I don't care if it, if it offends people when I'm doing something that's right. Mm-hmm. Do it's so, right. Uh, yeah. And, and it's very hard for somebody to sit there and say, no, we shouldn't have women in this profession. No, we shouldn't have minority. How do you stand on that in 2023? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. That's a little old not, school, right? <laughs> yeah, you really, you really don't have much of a leg to stand on. And I remember I made a post and I was talking about, I think I was interviewing a woman uh, who told me, and I found that the older women were more upfront about telling me the challenges. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because they weren't as afraid of the blowback and the repercussions because some of the younger women I spoke to would tell me offline. Right. Like, no, 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 don't they were that. afraid. They're afraid. And I, and yeah. I always respected what people wanted to say. So I didn't want to put them in, in an uncomfortable situation. But the stories I was hearing sometimes, I was like, wow, if I could, if I could voice that, they're like, no, don't say that. Like, yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I, always, I always told people, whatever you don't want to say, don't say it. Like, so that we, I'd say now we can edit stuff out, but don't say stuff. Right. Cause sometimes I'm yeah. live when we're doing the podcast interview. And so I saw the, the importance of having uh, exclusive uh, diversity and inclusion is that we have a shortage in the skill trades. We do. The generation is going away, mm-hmm. right? You don't yeah. have enough people going in, right? You're going to women make up a, over 50% 51%, of the population. Yeah. population. You're going to rule out an entire group? That that's yeah. that's ludicrous. It makes no sense. Even mm-hmm. if you even if you're ignorant, you're like, I don't want women in construction or in these traditional male roles, you're only shooting yourself in the foot. Like common sense is if there's a shortage, let's grab people who are qualified. And and what I would do sometimes on social, and I could tell where there's I think I had done a I did a post once and I was talking about like how do we get more women and minorities in the trades. And this guy was like, well, we can't just give them the job. I said, I never said that. Right. So you got to learn how to engage people. Yeah. Obviously qualified. Right. And then silence. So whenever you, whenever you push back and I could tell that there's still pushback, people go, some people go quiet. There are people who feel like, okay, we're giving, you know, mm-hmm. we have what no, it's not about giving. It's not qualified. giving. You're qualified. Yeah. Exactly. You're qualified. Right. So, uh, and, and furthermore, I've interviewed enough people I've interviewed enough guys who've said, you know what? Women are more attentive to detail. Yes. Yeah. We're here. We hear a lot of that. There are things that I've learned. So I'm like, you again, you'd be foolish not to take somebody who's doing a great job, who's qualified because they're a woman or they're a minority. Mm, Right. So whenever you start putting that out, then people get quiet. Right. So learn how to stand up and not attack them because I just. No, no. You can say it gently, right? And be respectful. They're qualified. And then silence, because he knew at that point I got him. Yeah. Because I said, obviously qualified, because he was saying, well, you're giving it to them in the comments. I said, no. And I responded to him. I went out. I said, no, qualified. Now, what's what's the problem? They're qualified. Yeah. 
full response because he knew I was right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's unfortunate there are people who think that way. Yes. Who automatically think because, and I said at the end of the day, they make up less than 10%. So what's fear? Right. Yeah, don't fear. We need right? everybody, for sure. If you're 20%, you still are the majority. Yes. Hey, silence. Once you start pointing out data and facts, yeah. people get it. Yeah, people data and facts. To it. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying people who might object to it. Mm-hmm. Well, the perspective is changing because of the need. So that's really good. It's been a positive thing. Keith, yes. we really love what you're doing um, every day to help the skilled trades. We love um, all the... The organizations, uh, what they do and how they help our tradespeople. We really appreciate you. Thanks for being on today. Before we get off, we please let our listeners know how to find you, how to look for your information. And of course, on BreakingBarriersForum.com. Will do. So they can find me at SkillStadium.com, www.SkillStadium, S-K-I-L-L-S-T-A-D-I-U-M.com. All of my social media is on that website. So if you just click on that, you can go to my YouTube. I also have a podcast. If you do Skill Stadium podcast, it'll come up. And that's the best way to connect with me. So also. You're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank, thank you, Keith. For joining us thank today. You. We really appreciate uh, getting to know you. Definitely. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.